With me this morning, I have Jessica Potter, and she's the director at the Blue Earth County Historical Society. And they've got a, a great exhibit right now about one of Mankato's, I would say, very famous people, and that is Marian Anderson. And she's a, an artist who's been in the area who passed away not that long ago. So with me today, I want to welcome Jessica Potter. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And now, you got to know Marian Anderson fairly well. She... I don't know if she was she a native in Mankato. Give a little background yeah, on her because no. I just know that I have some of her artwork. It's stuff about Mankato. She helps celebrate the area, the mm-hmm. buildings, uh, monuments, that kind of thing. Yep, exactly. And that's what I, I'm, I'm loving uh, is so many people have her art. And I think as a we'll kind of get into it. But Marion was a, a nationally acclaimed artist. And um, but the thing I love when I get get a chance to talk to people is that she uh, her art was so accessible yes um and so it wasn't um just the 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 rich and famous you know had a Marian Anderson everybody has a Marian Anderson um and I think that's what's so lovely is that it's uh it's her art is just so accessible and I think that was always kind of her passion behind it so Marian is actually not a native she's not she's not she was but she was pretty darn close she was born on the shores of Swan Lake in Nicollet County okay and um and then she grew up spent most of her uh school age years down in Medelia Oh, wow. Um, So she's a Southern Minnesota gal. She is a Southern Minnesota gal. And she got her first job um, out of high school with a photographer in Mankato. And from that point forward, uh, really her career was revolved around around Mankato and around South South Central Minnesota, Southern Minnesota. Um, And when asked, you know, why why haven't you gone like to New York City or whatever? And she just she always said, well, this is where my heart is. Oh, so this was this was home. And this is what was the inspiration for a lot of her work, and um, and obviously the the people uh, sup- that are from this area supported her work. Well, was she a farm girl, a country girl, a she city was. girl? Yeah, she d- was tell me a little a bit about girl. her as a kid growing up. She was a farm girl. She was a tomboy. Um, <laughs> she grew up on a farm, and so she learned alongside her dad how to hunt and to fish and to trap and um, anything she could do to be outdoors and enjoying nature. That's why there's a, a, a huge um, aspect of her work is more nature scenes and landscapes and that's because that's really what her passion was. She was huge into um, promoting conservation through her art, um, is re- promoting that the wildlife should be kept as wildlife. Um, you know, hunting and trapping were a, that, that's a livelihood. That's how people ate and that's how they put food on their table and, and things like that. But she wasn't in it necessarily. She wanted to make sure habitats were preserved. Um, and so she's very much uh, a country girl. She, uh, had one uh, her first adventure to the big twin cities was as a senior in high school and she was given a uh, an opportunity a scholarship to attend a three-day conference at the minneapolis institute of art um, this was her only formal training well that's that what she, i was going to ask you did yes. she go to school for this no. no this is her only formal training three-day seminar Wow. Um, but it was her first time to be in a hotel, to be in a building that was taller than two stories, um, to ride in a taxi. Um, so the, she just she um, she's a wonderful historian in that she documented a lot of 
these monumental moments in her life. Um, and so we've got a record of, of that trip, and it was a big deal. What year was this then? This would have been in the late 50s so when she, she was a senior in high school. Oh, she was just in high school. Wow. Yeah. So that obviously had a big impression on her. It did. And in growing up, she had a lot of teachers and uh, community members in Medelia that saw that she had this natural artistic gift, and they encouraged it and promoted it. And so if it was a matter of, hey, I don't want to go out for recess today, they would say, that's fine. You go just draw. Nice. Um, you know, and so she was really fostered to be, um, to, to nurture that ability that she had. So she also did a lot of Native American art, I've noticed as well. So that's kind of a big part of her body of works. You know, interestingly, I think, uh, you know, when we you first went off, you were mentioning the Mankato series is what I'm anticipating that you have in your collection. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's how, so a lot of people know her for one thing or and, and don't really realize the big scope, but she um, has a lot of wildlife, which I mentioned before. She has the Nostalgia series where she's reflecting on the history of a place. Um, she also has a lot to do with, um, as we were just mentioning, with the Native American connection. Um, but if you think about Native American and you think about what I've already said about her um, interest and passion about conservation of nature, um, they, they go hand in hand. Um, and so she did uh, work very closely with m- uh, many different leaders of Native American communities, and they respected her. Um, it was vice versa. It was a mutual respect. Respect. And um, so she was able to um, really capture a lot of their story as well. Um, the other series that people n- here don't necessarily know her for are the, her Mountain Men series. I just was looking at the, 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 the website that you have at the Blue Earth County Historical Society, and there's this whole thing of Mountain Men, and I'm and I thought, where in the world did that come from? Exactly. You know, it's, it's these rough-looking guys with their, I guess, wolves or whatever kind of dogs they are. And, and so, yeah, where did that come where from? Where did it come from? It came from the National Wild Turkey Federation, oh. which is actually headquarters out of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, but they commissioned her for 18 years to do a series of prints. Oh, wow. And so every year she would unveil a new one and um, all the proceeds would benefit that organization. And over that course of that 18 years, um, the sale of her prints uh, raised about a million dollars for oh that gosh. organization. Um, and so that is a, that's a big piece of it. The, the tied in with the Wild Turkey Federation also was the um, the National Trappers Association. So as I mentioned earlier, as a youth, she learned that trapping skill from her dad and from being on the farm. And so I think that although that's not something that we think about in our own backyard, right. um, it was very much what she experienced growing up was, um, you know, maybe hunting a turkey or um, trapping uh, different animals for whatever needed to be done for money or for food. So um, it's interesting. They actually tie right back to her youth, but she was able to capture them. And and they're just, um, yeah, she definitely takes you to a time and a place. Now, was she married? Did she have a family or or? What what is a little bit of that background? Yeah, so Marion, um, a lot of people know her late husband Vince Meyer. He was um, her partner in crime, so to speak. He was actually a stonemason by trade, oh. um, but he became her framing shop, um, oh my gosh. and became her you know her muscle to carry around all of her art to the art shows. And uh, so together they were in business uh, when they opened the gallery out at her home. Um, 
he, that's also where Vince had the, um, the his his framing shop, and so together they would they ran that business. And she, of course, she is known for that body of work of, as you mentioned, places. And there's so many places that she's done special. I don't know if it's recognition mm-hmm. for uh, c- celebrations of anniversaries and that kind of thing. Talk a little bit about that. How did that all come to be? Because I mean, I know so many people who have it. There will be this yes. montage or collage mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it of different highlights in a community. Yeah. So that really started in the 1990s. Um, I think the very first one that she did was Partners in Progress. And it would, she was commissioned to do that with the Mankato Chamber of Commerce, which today we know as Greater Mankato Growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, all of those montages that you see, um, they were there's an organization tied to them. And so what I mean by that is a lot of that work that she did, especially um, from in, in starting in the 1990s to her last one that she did, which was um, the one for MSU for the sesquicentennial, um, those were all pieces that had an organization kind of tied to them. And that organization ended up receiving a lot of the profits. Um, and so it was her way of giving back to the community was um, to to partner with different nonprofits or different groups to be able to um, raise funds that stayed within the community. I know. I was, I was looking back at some of the, the artworks. One was the first 150 years of Mankato. She's got special areas like the Schmidt House, mm-hmm. uh, the Cray House, so old. And the Hubbard House. Uh, the Hubbard House, yes. Some some things in Mankato that are no longer existing right. even. Right, right. Were and all those commissioned or did some of yep, those? Yep, She she worked um, with the um, lots of different organizations like for the Hubbard House. She worked with us on that one and so we became the beneficiary of any of the sales of, of the Hubbard House. The, the Cray House was the YWCA at the time because that's where they were located and the Schmidt House is on the footprint of the YMCA and so all of those organizations were able to benefit from the sales of those prints. What was her life like? I mean did she was she, did she live in town in the country? You mentioned she'd been in no, numerous places but she made her home um, in the in rural Blue Earth County. Um, it's a beautiful stone home that was actually built by Vince, um, her husband. Okay, yep, the the stonemason. And but Marion um, was a really a quiet person. Um, she loved her art and loved the reflection of her art. Um, that's how she spoke. Um, she spoke through her work, and um, but otherwise she was a uh, pretty quiet. She um, they did a lot of of traveling to art shows um, for many years, and then she decided to kind of hang that up and and no longer go into doing that work. Um, actually, in 1999, she semi retired, and that's when they opened the gallery in their home, and they no longer went on the road. So was their gallery in their home open to people? I guess yes. I wasn't aware of that. And yeah. I've, I've yep. lived here all my life. So yeah, they had a oh. gallery um, in the lower level of their home. And so that's how they would, rather than going to the art shows, they just had uh, the opportunity for people to come to them. Um, and then in 2010, she um, officially retired. Um, and at that point, she actually donated her entire inventory of um 
fine art prints, limited edition fine art prints, her business, so to speak, she donated that to the Blue Earth County Historical Society. And so now, today, every Marian Anderson fine art print that is sold is actually 100% profit for the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Wow, that's got to be a a major boost for you because, I mean, her works are, like you said, timeless. They're timeless and they're diverse. And, I mean, I I would say there's so many people locally that have her work um, that we are always shipping prints all over the United States because somebody will see, I saw this in my dentist's office and they're in Texas. (laughs) And so they want the thing they saw in their dentist's office. Um, So all of those good things. Um, She came out of retirement in 2011. That's when she did the piece for MSU um, that's titled Journey. Um, That was the the last official limited edition fine art print that she um, was commissioned to do and that she produced. Um, And after that, she um, she didn't necessarily hang up her paintbrushes, but um, she no longer was commissioned to do work for other people. It was now just um, anything she created was just for herself. When she painted, do you know what medium she used? Oil. So it was she, all oil. Yep, she worked in oil. She, um, as a as a child, I think she was about nine years old. She. Um, was at the Medelia City dump with her dad, <laughs> and they happened to find um, some used up uh, tubes of oil paint. Oh. And but there was just enough left um, for a little kid to get excited about, and um, that was her first uh, set of paints, so that's to speak. Amazing. And um, so that's where she did her first work, and that was always her thing. She did dabble into a few different things, but it always came back to oil. Now, Jessica, did you have a chance? At, you're, you've been the director of the Blue Earth County Historical Society for, I don't know, how many years? Oh, 15. Okay, 15 years. So did you have a chance to get to know her pretty well and interview her, or how do you come across her? Was this all from research? Yeah. Well, it, some of it's from research. Um, when Marion passed away. Um, yeah, well, when was that, by the way? Marion passed away at the end of January uh, just this, this year. Right, it wasn't. Um, yep, not too long ago. Um, so back in, it kind of goes back. Um, I had a relationship with her um many years ago with my connection working at the Historical Society. And then we um, we just kept kind of talking and we stayed engaged about um, what she was working on and things like that. And then obviously the, the transaction in 2010, um, I was part of that. Um, and the whole time we kind of kept talking about, you know, what was going to happen next with her, um, like her archives. And so actually upon, as, as part of this process, process of of them working through her estate her archives will be coming to the Blue Earth County Historical Society. So we will be um, the the official place where all of her papers and her records and all of those things will be kept as well. Um, so we'll have that whole scope of who Marion was as as a young child to um, to the, the artist and her history that way. And all of those pieces will be part of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Did you ever, ever, ever have any diaries or th- writings that you, know, you can... She didn't necessarily, she's just, I just, I, I, I smile every time I find a little note. Okay. Um, Marion was, I did not know about this, about her until now, um, but she left notes on everything. Really? Okay. So. Like um, memo, little. <laughs> yep. Little notes. Um, I actually was just out at her, um, her home, picking up some things to bring into the historical society and we, a photograph that was framed and it was like, oh, no big deal. Cause we 
we've seen mm -hmm. this photograph. And as we put it in the box, we turned it over and we see this long little typed note about, about you know, what the time picture of the photograph was, what was happening at the time, just her reflection about what it was like to be, as, a, as a, she noted how old she was when she's writing the note and reflecting back about what this young girl possibly doesn't know what's ahead of her. And it, it's just like, oh wow. my heavens. Yeah, so she has become one of my favorite historians um, because she definitely, uh, she has left us all these little nuggets and um and, and in all of her work, there's there's stories within all of her pieces, and she she documented a lot of that as well. So you can look at a piece and you say, oh, and then you kind of read her her artist notes about it, and you see completely Something different. different. Yeah. Have you learned anything new about Southern Minnesota or our area history from reading some of those notes, perhaps? More more about Marion and who she was, um, because I think that e every person, there is so many different sides to mm -hmm. them. Um, just like I think Marion's work is so diverse, I think Marion herself was diverse. And if you know her for the Mankato series, you don't know her for the Mountain Men series. And you don't know what maybe inspired that or what what promoted it. Um, so I, I think that that's what I've learned more. I've And I've learned... I think I, uh, in a little bit, took it for granted that I had the the opportunity to know her. Um, and I think maybe anybody that has the opportunity to know someone that's uh, quote unquote famous, you just think, but that's that's just my friend Brad Pitt. I don't know what your problem is, you know. As, <laughs> right. You know, so I think I kind of take it for gr took it for granted I who she it. was, um, and what she did, and what her um, her impact on the community was. And so now, for me, it's a lot of reflection back to go, wow. I wish. I think it's like even if you have a an ancestor that passes away, and you're like, oh, I wish I would have asked him oh, that. Yeah. You know, I think that's more of what I'm personally processing through. Um, I know I'm excited to share her story and for more people to know some of the different dimensions of who she is and was. Um, so that's been more of the excitement about the about working on her collection. Now, you described her as a quiet person. How else would you describe her in terms of personality and, and just a little bit about her from knowing her and maybe reading some of her notes? So Marion, um, to me, she was a, a very sweet lady. Um, she never wanted to be in the spotlight really nope. okay she didn't she um she, i remember back in 2008 we um we actually did a, a a show an exhibit of her work um at the history center and i was all excited about you know her getting all this yeah this come and love. see yeah. marion anderson come and come and meet her and you know i just want people to pour their love right. all over her and she was so hesitant oh. um and at the so the interesting part is um in the that that whole event that evening reception she was just ear to ear smiling she was so excited and so happy but then it took like three days after she crashed and she was just like i don't want to see anybody so she was pretty much an introvert and yeah. that sounds like the Yep. The, the typical introvert yep. where you you get your energy by being by yourself and yep. 
and painting and just telling your story. And so um, th- those were the, that's, I think is a great way to describe her. She was very, her, her home is, is surrounded by nature and, um, and that's where she found peace and tranquility and um, a beautiful studio, art studio that, that just overlooked a ravine. And so she was always surrounded by nature. Um, so I think that's, uh, in my eyes, that's the Marian Anderson that I knew. Um, and I feel very blessed to have had the opportunity to know her. What happened with this rural stone home that her husband built? Is, is that going to be part of a historical display or is that just being sold and somebody's going to just make it their own house? You know, I, I don't know because it's part of the estate now. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure what's going to end up happening. It's not coming to the Blue Earth County Historical Society. We have everything else. You have all the works of art, <laughs> et cetera, yes. We, I mean, we, we're like going to have to add it on in addition, but oh. no, I'm just kidding. Um, so no, I, I'm not sure that's going to be tied up with the estate. But what we are excited about is that we actually try, we actually made an, uh, kind of worked this out before Marion passed away, um, was to do an exhibit of some of her originals. So a lot, like what you have in your home is a limited edition fine art print. So right, the, ori- print. the original was made and then print were made off of it and they were only a certain number that were made Um, but Marion had um, a very diverse career in that she did a lot of just one time only originals never made into print she really didn't get into the limited edition market until the 1980s Um, and like I said Journey in 2011 was her very last one Um, but she had so that gallery space that I mentioned in her home after she retired in 2010 she turned that into her personal gallery and so um, we had made arrangements to have our next exhibit at the History Center feature her the originals that she kept for herself and um, so that is the exhibit that we're going to open um, next Tuesday okay on, on uh, March 16th we're going to open an exhibit of it's called Marian Anderson her personal collection and so these will be the things that she surrounded herself with that so maybe her favorites maybe her favorites maybe um, they have stories to them um, there's there's some that people have never seen because they were never made into fine art prints. Well, Jessica, you've seen them because you're putting yes. those display. What <laughs> what can we expect maybe that a lot of us haven't seen? Like I said, a lot of us has, has seen the, the city scenes yes. and things like that. What did she have in her personal collection that might be telling? Um, so more um, portraits, actually portraits. Of people are, she knows? Of people, or, or The people that she knows. Really? So I, I didn't mention that. So her first job was as a photo- with a photographer. Mm-hmm. She was the person who colorized the, the portraits. Oh, wow. Um, and so she went into portrait work. That was really her first thing. So people would commission her to do a portrait of themselves, of their grandfather, of, you know, whatever. Uh, you really think about the 1960s and 70s. Every insurance salesman probably had a portrait of themselves <laughs> right. or their grandpa in their, their their office. So that's the kind of work that she did. Um, and so there's portraits. There's... Um, there's some beautiful wildlife that um, th- I, I think are just stunning. Did she talk about making wildlife pictures of things around her, or where did mm-hmm. you know what influenced that? Yeah, so she would. Um, so some a lot of Marion's work. She um, because she also had an interest in photography. She would photograph a lot of things, and she okay. would use the photograph as a way to be that that model, so to speak, of the work that she was going to end up um, painting. So she just, but it's it's so diverse. It's so hard to even pin it down. Um, 
there's there's pieces that she was commissioned to do that the the family maybe gave back to her um there's pieces that were never finished um there's there's one that um that is just a beautiful prairie scene of a mother and child in a in a um in the open prairie pioneer style um absolutely beautiful it's just a sketch Um, And so we're excited to have that on display. Well, let me ask you this. A lot of times artists don't become known until after they die. Mm -hmm. She passed away in January. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed an uptick in interest or prices or anything like that? I'm just curious because historically, that's what you hear a lot of times. Yeah. So Marion was very well known, I think, even in the prime of her career. She Mm -hmm. became um, the National Artist of the Year in 1991. Um, And so really in the mid 80s to the mid 90s was really the height of her career and that's um so i think i I think she was very well known then um now i think that's a lot of um it's some people that already knew her but it's also some new people that are learning about her that are like wow i want to marry in um and so i we've seen we've seen some sales go up for sure Sure. um we made an agreement with marion in 2010 that the prices of her work would not change so accessible so it was always supposed to be accessible we we could not discount it and we could not inflate it um and so the prices that she set when she transferred them to us is this the prices they will be so <clears throat> you might be get a good deal on art okay um, because they're 2010 prices good to know yeah <laughs> i mean for collectors obviously right, right and i mean and all the framing prices i mean if you wanted to go get something framed today it's going to cost a, a significant oh, amount of money yeah. to get it framed a lot of the pieces that we have for sale are framed and um, we are not changing the prices. Um, that is our agreement that we made with Marion. Will, will there be pieces of art for sale at this coming up display that you have uh, starting opening next Tuesday? Um, yes and no. So the pieces that are on display as part of the exhibit are not because they're part of Marion's personal collection. However, the Marion Anderson Art Gallery which is part of the Blue Earth County Historical Society, always has prints available for sale. So none of her originals are for sale, but the prints, um, there's a there's a significant volume of prints, um, note cards, um, smaller versions of prints, larger versions of prints that are always available. You can also go to marianderson.com, which is the website for the art gallery, and you can um, learn more about her work, and that will redirect you to our historical society website for doing purchases online. Otherwise, if you come into the History Center at 424 Warren Street, you can see that in full um, scope of her work, her portfolio, and what's available for purchase. Now, the, the exhibit is free and open to the public. Do you need to be a member of the Historical Society to get in? Because sometimes you yeah. do for certain things. Yeah, no. We're, you know, really, I don't, we've never really exclude people from coming in. Um, as a member of the Historical Society, you get discounts. Oh. So you would get a free admission um, versus a paid admission, like to the Hubbard House. Okay. But we specifically have a space in at the History Center that will always feature a free exhibit. Um, and the where this exhibit is going is going to be that free space. So it is is accessible open to everyone during COVID times we are just asking that you make an appointment oh so you can't just walk in then you more you really 
can, but we prefer if you make an appointment. I mean, right now, today is super awesome because COVID numbers are going down, but mm -hmm. if they go back up and we need to do contact tracing and things like that, we're encouraging people to make appointments and just in case there are a lot of people coming at the same time. As a, we are still under the entertainment venue, so we're only at 25% capacity. Okay. Um, it, it's very rare that we would um, be bombarded with a lot of people at the same time, but it's, it's good to be safe than sorry. Right. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's accessible. We're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 4. Lots of opportunities. This exhibit is actually going to be on display through the end of September. Um, so we're planning for a very long run. Um, it'll give people a lot of time to be able to come in, take a look, um, kind of have their, their own moment to learn more about Marion and to see the, her diverse work. It sounds really fascinating, and I'm, I'm anxious to come and see it myself at, at some point. But tomorrow, or tomorrow, next week on Tuesday is the official opening of this exhibit called Marian Anderson, her personal collection, one of the newest exhibits at the Blue Earth County Historical Society. We've been talking with Jessica Potter, who is the director of the Blue Earth County Historical Society, talking about the life of Marian Anderson, who passed away just this past January, a very, very well-known Mankato artist who's just had a, a big imprint on our community. And if you want more information, you can go to blueearthcountyhistory.com. That's the site. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, what What about the future of the Marian Anderson collection? It's going to be on display for six months, mm -hmm. and then then what happens to it? Does it travel? Does it? sit in an archive somewhere in the back room or, or what? It, it may be a combination of both. Um, the art gallery, of course, is not going anywhere. So um, there will be pieces that are always on display. Um, and the the question is still what will happen to our originals. Again, all tied up with her estate right now. So mm -hmm. we'll have to just wait and see. The art gallery space is always going to be available. And then the job, the responsibility of the Blue Earth County Historical Society is to collect and preserve the history of our county. Um, and so that archives will be part of our collection and so it'll be our job to take care of it so um, from that perspective they it will be um, it will be in boxes it'll be proper storage but it's still accessible so if people wanted to come in and do their own research and those types of things they would have access to it through the research center um, but our job is to make sure that one of every fine art print has been you know, in a way you want to call it squirreled away so that in, in a safe, yeah, in 50, 100 years, we're going to be able to go back and still see that full scope of her work. So that's our job is to make sure that it's safe and it's um, taken care of, but it's also always accessible to the public. Jessica, you have kind of a fun job. Just, I do. I, mean, you I just, have an awesome job. You just <laughs> learn so much interest and meets the interesting people. I mean, what what a cool thing. What is your favorite Marian Anderson works if I can ask you that yeah you know there's so many um there was one that um that she did I like I said I had the good fortune of spending some time with her and we were kind of digging through some boxes and and I found one of a goose um like a Canadian goose mm -hmm. if I remember right um standing on the shoreline and I looked at that and I, I looked at her and I said, Mary, is this yours? And she said, yeah, you know, blew it off. And I go, but it looks like an Audubon print. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And I loved the colors and I just could not, I could not stop talking about it. And um, so she ended up framing it, um, putting it in a frame and it had hung in, um, in a spot for a while. And it, but it was one of my Absolute favorites. favorites. And then um, recently finding that sketch of the the mother and child in on the prairie in a, the pioneer windswept dress uh, is 
I, I would have loved to see that finished, but it's going to be have to just be in my imagination finished. Oh, wow. So that's going to be another one. Just will that to, be on display? That will be on okay. display. We, we've already decided that that's one of our favorites. So okay. that was going on display. We actually have her easel as well um, where she did her painting. So that will sit right on the easel as if it's a work in progress. Does she have family left to talk about it too? Or is not no kids? really? No, no, kids no she didn't have any no. children. And so, um, but there, the, she had a, she had a family of friends, you know, that, that surrounded her and walked along all of her journeys with her. And so they have been a wealth of information to, to give us more light into who she was, what some of the different uh, periods of her art were and things like that. So we are, we're soaking it all up. And then of course we have Miss Marion who left us all these beautiful notes to tell us where she was in different parts of her journey. So it's, it's been, it's been a wonderful blessing to, um, to be able to be part of this. I, again, those those regrets of like oh I wish I, I would have asked I yeah. wish I would have asked that question but you know maybe she has the answer just waiting for me and I just have to go through the papers maybe there's some notes and you'll mm -hmm. find Jessica it's been a delight having you on Jessica Potter with the Blue Earth County Historical Society and again if you want more information you can go to blueearthcountyhistory.com and or call them and Jessica can help you there Jessica the number I see here is 345-5566 yep and we're located at 424 Warren Street so just pop on in Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, it's a past time, but we've been having so much fun talking with Jessica. It's okay. It's eight minutes past 11, and you're listening to a Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org. Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota.